Welcome back to Pancreas Pals, a podcast by diabetics for diabetics. I'm Emily, a writer and editor. And I'm Miriam, a licensed mental health counselor. We're just two women trying to live our best diabetic lives. While it might not always be easy due to the literal highs and lows, it always helps to have a pancreas pal to turn to. Hey guys, welcome to Pancreas Pals. Emily here. And this week's, she's not a guest, she's a forever co host. Guys, guess who's back? It's not shady, but it's Christy. Welcome back, Christy. It's me. It's so fun to be here. We're recording on something new to me. It's not new to Emily, but I feel super high tech. Oh, wait, I feel high tech because we're on Zencaster. And because everyone, I finally broke down. First of all, hello. Also, I got CGM. <laughs> Guys, okay, so for those of you that haven't listened to our earlier seasons, Christy, like, she needs no introduction, especially to, like, our OG listeners. Shout out to you, Keith. It's about time you finally get a shout out. Um, But Christy is the co-creator, co-founder, overall badass, original co-host of Pink Grace Pals. No one freak out. Miriam is still going to be around. She's still, this is just a a one-off episode because it's well overdue that we catch up with Christy. It's something we like to do every season, um, not just for friends, but because Christy is totally dope. And um, also she has a very different take on her diabetes management. Maybe not take. She's she's been old school. Her words, I was not say, mine. Just, just call me Grandpa Christy. Oh my I God, know what stop. I am. I so, know what I am. Moral of Miriam, we'll be back next week, so no one freak out, but we should and all I wanna, feel I want to come back blessed. to catch up with Miriam, too. I know. I tag team you guys. It's it's purely selfish on my end because I need to be the center of attention, clearly. Um, I can only have one of you every episode. But um, yeah, This so is like Christy, an Emily and Christy breakout session, then I'll come back and catch up with both y'all. <laughs> yeah, honestly, maybe you guys should do a one-on-one, too. I know Miriam would love that. Um, I don't think I've ever missed an episode, though, so we'll see how that goes. But um, moral of, guys, so Christy is or has been um, purely on that MDI life. For those of you that aren't diabetic or familiar with that term, it's multiple daily injections, also known as she doesn't use an insulin pump. But beyond that, she also did not use a CGM, which stands for Continuous Glucose Monitor, until recently when our friend came to the 21st century. Just kidding. Everyone knows that there's a lot of accessibility that goes into CGMs, and I won't go off on a tirade on that. But by this, I mean Christy has had some access to it for a while, and she's finally decided to try it out. And I really am so excited to learn all like everything you're thinking about this, Christy. So I'll stop talking and let's let's dive right in. How did you get how'd you get to this point in your life? (laughs) (laughs) What finally broke you? Yeah, so a little bit of context. No, I truly am old school. The fact that I am able to use this recording technology. I'm just like sitting here. I'm not even doing anything. I plugged in my headphones. Um, That's because Christy has PTSD from our early days of the podcast and we had to come up with like really creative, basic ways to record while we were not in the same room. But like that's Um, just what I'm used to. I don't know why I don't trust technology. I literally run on synthetic insulin and I'm like, what is this tiny Roku remote for my TV? Like I can't (laughs) handle anything. I was on a flip phone on a flip phone 
I was using a flip phone <laughs> for years. I had to be forced into an iPhone. I was that person that was like, well, where the F are the buttons at Verizon? And they're like, ma'am, you just touched the screen. <laughs> you sound like my dad when he had to give up his BlackBerry. This is the most privileged conversation I've had in a while. Just so everyone's clear, we hate ourselves too. It's okay if you're like, oh my God. Um, but I am what I am. No, like the fact I just got a new iPhone as well. I had a very old model for the longest time. So now I can use face ID to unlock my phone. And every time I do it, I, I don't know, I feel like Mickey Mouse and Fantasia. Oh, oh my, my God, God. That, that reference just aged me. No. It, it, you got to stop saying that because I'm older than you. So and Miriam's somewhere listening to this keeling over because she's older than both of us. But um, <laughs> like, I just want to do a disclaimer because diabetes technology is incredibly expensive and so hard to come by for so many people all over the world. And Christy and I know, and Miriam too, even though I can't speak for her, we all know that we come from a place of incredible privilege to have access to these things, these tools to help manage our lives on a daily basis. Um, I'm not apologizing for it, but I am stating it and recognizing it. And I, you know, there's so much that goes into factoring whether or not one can afford these items with or without insurance. Um, even when you have insurance, it's not always accessible. And America and the entire world has a really long ways to go when it comes to accessibility and diabetes management and really everything healthcare related. So I want to start with that disclaimer because we are about to get into the nitty gritty of talking about something that so many people don't have access to. But for those who do have access to it or for those who want to you know, weigh your pros and cons, maybe you want to try a different CGM. There are other alternatives that are cheaper out there. Um, this is purely informational and because Christy and I like to live our best lives and complain and learn and there's nothing wrong with any of this. So I'll get off my pedestal now and we can officially dive deep into Christy's first time using a CGM. Yeah. And yeah, I must say I turned 20. I'm still 26. I turned 26 last year, which would make sense because I'm still 26. I'm tired. Um, <laughs> Guys, we went to it? College of Optional Math known as College of Communication <laughs> at Boston University. That is where Christy and I met. Head back to season one, episode one to listen to that. But um, so that will come out very frequently, us trying to figure out very I'll just avoid math. it. If, yeah, if math tries to work its way into the MDI, conversation. That's why I don't do MDI. That's literally why. Because I had to pull up a calculator every time to figure out my ratios. Like, yes, I can do simple math, but also when it comes to dosing yourself, it freaks me out. Like, what if I made a mistake? All right, now let's jump into Christie's foray into the technology world. Please continue. Yeah, no, just all I was going to say is like when you go pay for your own prescriptions, like getting on my own insurance and suddenly realizing like how much was really being paid for because you know, my mom handled all that. I was on my mom's insurance my entire life up until age 26. But nothing hurts I must more in the U.S. than that birthday. Let me tell you. For I anyone know, 20, who's under 26, year, we're here for you. We have a few episodes on this. And honestly, you're probably going to need a shoulder to cry on. If you are in almost any other country, you will either really need a shoulder to cry on because you have no healthcare system or you have the NHS or some variation of it. So... Christy and I have both made it through this 26th year. Um, there is hope on the other side. Okay, now I'm really going to stop talking. Thank you. It's it's budgeting. It's budgeting. So it did fit in that I have really learned so much about life budgeting in the last year that to have this new piece of technology, um, it it was all just time. It was 
it was time when I started getting on my own insurance and I had to change over from Novolog to Humalog because I mean, I didn't, I haven't had an issue with it, but even that was a change just because that's what my new insurance covered. Um, so as I'm getting all of my prescriptions refilled, um, you know, it's been a conversation in the last year. I have always been resistant to having something attached to me. It just, it was like a last piece of control that I felt I had to just have my body free of something. I feel like I, you know, I have to get insulin to my system, but the fact that I could do it in a way that I could take my mind off of it when I was done, I could inject and then put the pen away. It, that felt like more control to me for the longest time because I was diagnosed when I was 17. I only, nine years later, almost a full decade later, and I'm finally accepting this technology. But again, Grandpa Christie, it just, it felt scary to have something attached to me. Um, I finally decided that it was time recently. Um, I've only had the CGM for a couple of weeks, but I found I was very happy with my numbers pre-meals, but I kept feeling the urge to check because with all of this work from home business, I was just saying to Emily before the recording started, I love work from home because I don't have to factor in things like commutes and, you know, this sounds sad, but like sometimes at the time of day, if my insulin sensitivity is just like up and I'm more prone to dropping, like traveling across the building to go to a long meeting and worrying about what if I drop low and I don't realize during the meeting when I'm home, I feel more comfortable keeping numbers low because there's just less of a chance of me going low while I'm just chilling out at home. So you don't have to walk anywhere, you know, from one room to the next. I don't. I mean, this is a whole other thing, but like walking the dog is really the walks that I factor in and then my daily exercise. But I have those just down to a science now because I do the same thing every darn day. Um, But I realized that with trying to keep myself on the lower side, it was so easy to like slip low or to treat a low and not realize that I had taken too much. And then I would check before, um, like dinner and I'm like, Oh my God, like that juice I had before was way too much. So I'm like, Oh, if only there was a way for me to see what was going on between meals. (laughs) And like all these bells are going off in my head, like, like a constant glucose monitor, like something to monitor your glucose, but like constantly like a constant monitor. <laughs> Chris, Does that like, sound I, good? Hi, George. I think I've got it. I think I I've think invented I, this. <laughs> I think I have it. Like the last thing that was missing was just like for that song to come on I, my iPod shuffle, which yes, everyone, I use an iPod nano shuffle. You heard that correctly. Um, if that doesn't sum Christy up, we're just so polar opposites when it comes to technology. It slays me. But no, I like I'm, just, I'm as sad as it gets. The fact this that I'm saying, what is sad. that? Is the song just called Like a G6? What's that song yeah, called? Um, I think it is. I I really, I think that's just what it's called. Y'all know what I'm talking about. So I was waiting for that to come on my iPod Nano shuffle. Um, it's I would like to say it's not sad, though. I think that we all have our own relationships with this disease, and we all have our own ways of managing and coping with this chronic illness. And it's really not sad and you are not the only one to feel the same to feel that way about one just don't like and I just don't like change so I felt like when I was diagnosed I was a senior in high school so much was changing I'm getting ready to leave home like all of the changes that were going to occur already just having something attached to me it just felt like another change that I could avoid so I think I just push it off and push it off but then I just kind of came to terms with like it's more information and even though that could change my routine, I feel like it had to be for the better and the control that I felt that I had having 
not having that information, it was not as good as the control of my numbers if I do have that information, if that so, makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So um, if you want to hear more about Christy's diagnosis story, head back to season one, episode one. Um, it's a pretty harrowing story. So um, y'all are going to feel bad for me. You yeah, will feel bad for me. I don't want, especially shout out to Christy's mom, who is like amazing and is really the real MVP besides Christy for, um, you know, pulling through that coma. But spoiler alert. Anyways, um, <laughs> I just ironically, not ironically, but I think everyone kind of deals with that not wanting to wear a piece of technology or not wanting to be tethered to something. That's one of the hardest parts about a chronic illness is realizing the chronic aspect of it. And um, I know you and I have talked about this a lot, especially in our earlier years with with type one, because um, you have you only have like two years on me for it. But it's those two years, they they you learn a lot. And I know for when I was first diagnosed, they were like, you know, like there are things called insulin pumps. And I was like, absolutely not. I do not want anything on me. Like tubing makes me want to pass out, like all this stuff. Like I'm super squeamish and I'm a baby and I'll be the first one to admit it. And I you still feel that to, way. You already I, have to carry stuff around, like whether yeah. it's your meter, like it already was just like so much physical baggage that the idea of having something attached to me, I was like, well, I already Especially have to bring all this stuff with me all yeah. the darn time. So Christy was heading off into college. I was a sophomore, junior, in between, whatever. Like, you know, the truth is that, like, no matter how confident you are, you don't want to stand out for certain things. Like, that's just not something that you want. Um, and if it is, if you feel differently, like, power to you, kudos. But, like, it took me a solid six months, I think, which really isn't that long at all, to want an insulin pump. And that purely became – or that was purely due to the fact that I just couldn't – every time I'd give myself a shot, I would get, like, a giant hematoma bruise situation right under my skin, and it I'm super pale, and it just got to the point where I was like, this is painful, but also I don't like the way this looks, and I'd rather be carrying around an insulin pump with a teeny tiny bruise or scar than, like, have these, like, welts. Um, so, I mean, I think it's interesting because anyone who knows me now knows that I am obsessed with this technology. Like I literally, you know, did DIY loop and I have like an Omnipod in my Dexcom and I like coded an app that this community put out for, you know, like a free source community for coding. It's just wild because I'm not that techie of a person, but like now I live in, live and breathe this tech literally. Um, but just because, you know, Christy's like the perfect in between where it's like, yeah, she got to this place where she's like, you know what? I want more information. But if you ever decide that you don't, that you're sick of it, like you can take it off. And the same thing goes with an insulin pump. Yeah, you do have to get insulin in another form. Like you're going to have to do shots or inhalable if for some weird reason you're able to do that. I don't know too much about inhalable. But, um, you know, like it's it's exciting to me that you got to this place, not because like I, you know, I've always wanted you to to have a CGM just so I had someone to talk to about it, um, especially back in the early days. But uh, I yeah, think no, I, re I, re I really held us back there. You didn't. Oh, my God. Stop. <laughs> um, no, but now that I see how much information is available. It's I, overwhelming, though. It, it can't be. All, I, I actually really like wearing tank tops with it now. I currently I've only had like literally I've only had to change it myself once. I changed it in my class. Because I had to go to Jocelyn Diabetes Center here in Boston to like be yeah, shown they, how to use exactly. it, yeah. which I loved. Um, I don't mean to stereotype diabetes in any way, shape, or form. However, I just have to say for like the 
purposes of picturing me in this class, it was me, 26-year-old Christy, and like 29-year-old people. Like it was me and a lot of senior citizens. Yes, I made friends. But it was just like <laughs> such a wild time that I'm seeing all of the, I mean, oh, because honestly, it was actually in the adult class. Yeah, but I felt cool because I'm with all of these, I'm sorry, but old people. I mean, 90 is <laughs> And we're old, all learning honest. the same technology together. And I'm like, That's oh my so God. That's so impressive like, though. I would be like so impressed. First of all, yep. obviously make friends. Um, and I, they looked good. Like they all looked good. And I'm like, we're all it. learning together. Look mm-hmm. at us go. Of course, then they were like, all right, so who wants to like model getting it on? And they all look at me and I'm like, Earl, I just I just showed you pictures of my dog. You know, you're throwing me under the bus to like go be the Earl, model we for this. <laughs> I thought we were down. I just showed you pictures of my Chihuahua, and you're like, yeah, go go up there. You know, you can. It's pronounced Chihuahua, and I stand by that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, Earl sounds dope. But I just think that's hilarious because I had the opposite uh, opposite foray into it, where like I had to go to a class at Naomi Berry, the diabetes center up here in New York at Columbia, and I it was me and a bunch of like. 10 to 13 year olds and their moms and it was like me and I brought my twin sister so it's like me and Laura just sitting in a class like and these little kids like had no idea what was going on and their moms were asking like these really like you know intense questions and I'm sitting there like what so it's really funny that we had such different age experiences but CGMs are applicable for everyone if they have access to it and no matter what type of diabetes you have information is power no, and on a given day, I probably could have ended up in a younger crowd, but I think you all have a taste of how comfortable I am with anything with <laughs> buttons or whatever. So it was actually the right group for me because we were all asking questions with the same level of comfort, like, how do I download the application? What is this? But we figured it out, um, really. They were actually more my crowd, I think, than a group of 11-year-olds would have been. Like, I was right at home. So I loved it. I like my crowd it, anyways, honestly. It was, it was really fun. We all got to learn how to do it together. So I'm glad that I went and did the class because otherwise I could have done it virtually. But I'm very kinesthetic. Like I'm very hands-on. I have to do it. Like I need someone to tell me that I'm doing it correctly. Otherwise I wouldn't have been comfortable doing it myself. But anyway, so I do like to wear like tank tops now and like kind of have it out. I'm feeling it. I want to get my little CGM tan this summer. Like Hell ovals yeah. all over my body. So Omnipod tan is a sight to behold. I'm not there yet with the the You don't pump. need to be. The thing that's holding me back there is that I do feel like I'm scared to have a leak or an infection. And the way that things are going right now, again, this might be me being change resistant, and in another nine years, I might be ready for something else. I just think that having the information to inform my injections for right now, that that's working really well for me. You don't, okay, I can't emphasize this enough. Like, you don't need to be ready for it. It might not be something that you even, it, it, I don't think it's something to be ready for. I think it's more of, it depends on how you look at it. If it's something that I might you never want, want it. Exactly. I don't know. When I think of being ready for something, I think of like, something that's in my goals that I want to achieve. Right. Um, I think that as long as you are happy and healthy, that no matter how you manage your diabetes, as long as it's, as long as it's working, you know, like as long as you're not ill and you're not having like catastrophic reactions to things, like you never have to be quote unquote ready. Like it's, there's people that have been on 
syringes, not even like pen needles, like syringes their entire lives. And they've had amazing, you know, results with that. And why, why change it? Whatever works for you works for you. I, oh, I can see- tell you've been chatting with Miriam because like you're soothing me so much right now. I'm like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> I just, I, yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, yes, Miriam is always like, I'm like, what would Miriam think? What would Miriam do? Um, Every injection I do, I'm like, mm, Miriam would approve. <laughs> mm, yes, Miriam, I can hear her now <laughs> all the way in LA at her cousin's wedding. Um, but yeah, I think that it's also just realizing for me that like, nothing is perfect. Like I love my insulin pumps, but I have had a really rough, honestly, year with all of my technology. Um, My Dexcom has been really off lately, which is not something you want to hear, I'm sure, Christy, but nothing is, you know, everything, nothing's perfect. And when it comes to my insulin pump, I have had quite a few leaks, quite a few bent cannulas, and it's so frustrating Um, because, you know, you think you're doing everything right and your body's just not getting that insulin. So I think that, you know, one day, will I go on a pump break? Probably. Am I there yet right now? Like, am I frustrated or burnt out enough to do that? No, I think that no matter, I think in terms of diabetes management, because again, like I don't believe in control. I believe in management. I think that it's a whole bunch of different pieces to one big machine that moves forward, you know, like sometimes you're in first gear, sometimes you're in second gear, but that doesn't mean that you're not going to keep moving forward. So I think that insulin pumps are great, but they're not the be all end all. And you have always kind of made me want to go back to using syringes or not syringes, sorry, to using pen needles because like it, when the stars align and I take a naked shower for anyone who's not diabetic, that means like no no technology on me, my pump or my CGM, just like fully like TBT back pre-diabetic days, like empty shower. I am like, hell yeah, I'm going to scrub my tum extra hard because I don't have to worry about my next <laughs> tum. And I literally am like doing a happy dance. And sometimes that makes me sad that, that I'm so happy to be without these things. And I don't have to be using these things. Like I can take a week long break. Um, do I feel, am I at a point right now where I recognize my lows all the time? No. So that would be a completely different stressor and something I'd have to factor into it, but it's not the be all end all. We're all, you know, if you decide, let's say you, you know, in 10, within the next 10 years, you want to have a kid or something and you want to be able to monitor your blood sugars more closely. Maybe you only use a CGM during pregnancy or, if you don't want to have a kid and you are going on a bachelorette party and don't want to have to check your blood sugar every five seconds, like, you know, cause you're drinking or whatever, you only wear it for that week. Like there's so many different reasons to use the tools that y- you don't need to use them constantly. Um, that's another tirade that I just went on. We're here for Christy moving on. So what were your first thoughts about using the Dexcom? Um, no, Emma, I love all of your thoughts on everything. Um, you've also been using it longer than me. So the reminder that like potentially taking a break if I ever felt like I needed to, that's just good for my mental bank. It's a good yeah. reminder that that is an option. Um, no, I love how I've never voluntarily done that though. I will say that <laughs> I've never voluntarily I, taken a break. I've like run out or I've like had an issue, nice but, have, yeah. but it's nice to have the option. No, I mean, thus far, again, I've changed it myself once I, put it on in the class and now I just changed it for myself last weekend it was fun because my mom was in town so I was able to like show her like mother look how far look how far we've come um 
the first week, and again, take this for what it is because I've only had it for, I'm heading into like my third full week. Um, the first week I had a lot of highs and a lot of lows way outside of what I've been seeing because I found myself reacting to every little time that I saw a spike between a meal. I was like, what in the hell? Like I was just 100. Why am I 190? And I would take a unit and then be low. And I was like, well, what happened there? And it's because I'm not used to when I say more information, um, it's helpful for me to see which foods are spiking me more between meals. But also I have to trust that like, if I'm seeing a little like if I'm seeing a little um, a rainbow, a little curve on a the chart, coaster, yeah. a little roller coaster, um, as long as I come back down and level out, I need to not overreact. And sometimes after a meal, I'll dip a little, but then come back up. So immediately reaching for that juice, also not a good idea. Like I don't have to sit there with the juice box and the insulin pen, just like ready to react right. to any ebb and flow because these are things that were already happening. And, and they told me that in the class, you're going to see things that you're not used to seeing and you can't pull that trigger and go for the insulin or go for the juice. Every time you see something edging in one direction or the other. And that was a tough pill to swallow because I'm still I'm swallowing to, that pill. I will tell you I, that now. <laughs> like, I've been seeing it depends on the num- day. I've been seeing good numbers before meals, but it kind of prompted me um, to go back to notes that I have from like my earlier days. I mean, mentally, of course, but like, you know, you're supposed to have fat sources and protein sources with carbs. Like I remember dietitians telling me like, try to avoid naked carbs to avoid the spikes because you want things to like keep you more steady rather than see big jumps or strong dips. So it's been a reminder of lessons like that that I heard early on but I'm like well as long as it doesn't like affect me before the next meal but like it is I just don't know it so it's been so helpful to see it and understand what foods cause those dips and rises Um, but then also a reminder to let my body level out like I don't have to respond super quickly Um, so I, I really got there last week and heading into this next That's week, quick, I feel though, I feel more there. confident. But I've also had diabetes a while. So it's a mixture of this That's new true. technology with existing information and just putting the pieces together. So by no means do I have this a hundo percent figured out. Believe me, I'm still seeing um, more ups and downs than I would want. But I'm keeping it at least in like it's funny that the gray area is now good, but for anyone who does do the Dexcom G6, the gray means that like you're not above 200 and you're not below you're 80. At least, at least that's how I have it set up for mine. Um, the other fun thing that I was able to do is set up the alerts for like the highs and lows. So what I did for the high, this was what I wanted to wait to tell you to see if you think this is funny, Emily. Probably not, but I think it's funny. Um, I have the high alert set up as the doorbell because high. <laughs> that's what you would say when you open the door that oh, is the hi. most christy thing i've ever so Ding seriously head back to oh, seasons it's, it's like one through four she is the epitome of a dad joke and honestly that's like one of the most endearing things to me about like other than every other aspect of christy as a human she's amazing 10 out of 10 would recommend um her dad jokes are always so on point and i love a good dad joke and it's just like 
I, I wasn't expecting you to say this, but it is very on track and on par with all the Christy things that I know. Like, I love that for you. I love that journey for you. I like laughed myself off the couch and my husband's sitting there like, mm-hmm. like, it is funny. It is. That's probably but- like, oh, yes, my wife. <laughs> one year of marriage later. <laughs> it's just one of those things, too, that I know is also the dad sense of humor in me that if someone's not responding as strong, like as as funny as I think the joke is, that's how big I expect the response to be. So I'll keep re-explaining it. I'm like, no, do you <laughs> get it? Do you get it? That like, like no, when, I get it. when you ring the doorbell, you would say hi. So that's my blood sugar's high. I just have like the siren, so it sounds like a little ambulance when I'm low right now. Do you happen to know offhand, Em? Can I upload custom? I wish. Um, All right, because I really want to have the like approaching and urgent low. I want the like pre Jaws music. And then I want when I'm low for like the actual bottom. bottom, I'm looking at my alerts right now. If I can, if I can get those two uploaded separately. So like approaching the urgent and then like when I am low, I want the, I want the Jaws music just so I can have a little chuckle as I'm reaching for my cranberry juice. That would be phenomenal. I haven't looked at these alert sounds since I first got it, and it looks like they have added more. I don't see a way for you to change to a custom, I, but I that's also that's what I wasn't seeing. I also had I originally for my load. If he, I think if you can hard code it. <laughs> if he can fiddle with it, I would love to get the Jaws um, shark attack music playing for the lows. I originally had it set up to the baby cry. And then I was like, this is just going to make me never want children if I associate a baby's crying with like my body failing me. So I I can't do that. (laughs) Yeah, true. Um, That's just like Freudian, not great. But I have the, uh, as my urgent low, because hopefully knock on wood, it doesn't happen that often. I have the buzzer alarm clock because usually urgent lows for me only happen while I'm sleeping because I catch a lot of them or like my pump will catch a lot of them, especially during the day. Also, I'm definitely a grazer when it comes to snacking. So I'm always like the first one to jump up and be like, oh, I'll just have a mango slice, whatever. Um, I want to listen. I, this was not available, I don't think, when I – First download of this, so everyone bear with me, but I really want to hear what nerd alert sounds like. Oh, it's, can you hear that? I can. It's not great. It's not what I thought. No, there. Sorry, that's my low. Yeah, no, that's, that's what it. Low. That's what it automated to, and I was like, hmm, can I play around with this? So I just love the doorbell for the high. I'll never. I, I think that might be the funniest thing I ever say. So I hope someone listening to this laughs because that might have actually. That might have been um, my peak there. Uh, Honestly, if you change your sound or you have that as your sound, uh, let us know. Tag Christy. Oh yes, think of me. Think of her fondly. Um, Yeah, hit me up. Hit me up on Instagram and let me know if anyone else has any other justifications. Actually, I do mean that because the doorbell thing I can't change. The lows I could be. If someone has a a pun or a reason why they go for another low sound. I would love to be informed. And if anyone has information about how I could possibly upload the Jaws Shark Attack music specifically um, as my low sound. If anyone from Dexcom is listening to this right now, let us know. Um, But also, if you're listening to this right now, why are your products so expensive? But, like, now they're never going to talk to me. Uh, But I just (laughs) had to ask that. Uh, Yeah, no, I really want to know if you can – customize like I feel like that should be an easy thing to add 
I wonder if there's a psychological reason like they don't want you to look forward to having a low because like I I would chuckle yeah, every but time no I heard one would look forward to that. I like I guess or, like they don't I mean, want you to associate certain songs or whatever maybe. but I just would love to be able to have a, a little bit of a laugh as I go to get my juice and just say oh Dexcom you've done it again. So you've for those of you me. wondering what that sounds like the doorbell the hi um I'm going to play it for you right now. It's also less aggressive because I must say yeah Sorry, that's what I it was originally back. It that's was originally fine. just to the blaring beep and it was just too much for me um overnight. Yeah, no. But Matt that's is sometimes like ah, he'll wake up no, with a Starbucks. Oh, <gasps> overnight the alerts can be a lot um cuz I have been fiddling a lot with um pre bedtime numbers just cuz again I'm learning how to just read. Um right. I'm someone who on days when I've done a lot of exercise or I've just been trending well I'll be prone to a low overnight, but mostly around the three to four. And I can see it now, which is so much fun to have this information because um, it does kind of let me know when I should be rolling over to check. I have not been setting overnight alarms on my phone to wake me up to check. No, I have been trying because, and it's something that horrifies um, non-pancreatically challenged people when I tell them like I always set alarms overnight to wake up and check because if I'm high and I need a unit or I'm low and I need some juice, like it sounds simple enough, but then when they really process like, so you never sleep through the night, it's just 10 years people. Christy has not slept through the night in 10 years and she's not a parent. Like she's not a mother. Like it's not like, there's no reason (laughs) aside from diabetes for this. I'm so used to it, but I have been relying on the alerts to wake me up. So I, I have it set and I know that you can adjust, um, people who, like really are able to keep it tight. Like I respect, so they might have their high alert set for something lower. I have it set that my Dexcom alerts me when I'm 75 or lower or I'm 200 and higher. Um, That's still pretty tight, especially for when you first, like you just got it. I think mine was set for like, I'm trying to think. I think it was set for like 85 and then like the high, this is when I first got it. The high was like 240 or something like that. The thing is sometimes it doesn't bother me. If I'm like 79 before a meal, that's not too bad. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't end up dosing myself any differently if I was 79 versus if I was 85. So like that was kind of my judgment for it. But the bad part is then sometimes the Dexcom does lag a little bit, which I'm also getting used to how to read that. Um, that if I'm, if I'm dropping, um, you could be lower than what it looks like. If I feel low, I want to incorporate that. So like overnight, and it's only happened, I think once where I woke, it woke me up cause I was low overnight and I was like, really not feeling good, but that's because I probably had dropped below 75, 20 minutes prior. And it was only alerting me after the fact. It should only be lagging no more than 10 minutes. Um, but everyone knows that Dexcom's not always like there's, these aren't you know, foolproof. They're like, yeah, it's, it's not perfect. So like, yeah, trust, trusting the Dexcom, but the way that it was kind of described to me in the classes, this really is supposed to replace your yeah. finger sticks. Like you shouldn't be calibrating. You yeah. No, that's not fully day. true. That's, I mean, you shouldn't have to, but like, I was just having this long conversation. Miriam and I have had this conversation multiple times, but my friend Betty, who's also a type one diabetic, um, she, and I, we've just been having really bad runs with the latest batches of the G6s. Like, they're much more inaccurate than the G5, G4 ever were for me. Um, like, I'm talking about, like, 50 or 60-point disparities versus, like, you know, 
20 to 30 um or honestly with the g5 with calibrating like i it was pretty much on point constantly i will calibrate this sometimes i find that i have to if i'm like 70 points off there's no point in me using that cgm like that is a huge differentiation between like being like 50 and being like 110 um, no, you're right. That no, that actually. <laughs> the point is that actually is a reminder. I'm like opening mine up now. That's actually a good reminder for me to. You should be checking every now and then, and I'm I'm very. Um, I have been leaning on it a this. lot. I have been leaning no, on it a lot. So they say that you can, and honestly, I've had. I've gone days without checking manually because I feel like everything's in sync or I've been, you know, I haven't, I really only check if I feel off or if I get an alert that I'm high or low. I really don't check otherwise. Mm -hmm. I will say if I'm having a really carb heavy meal or I'm giving myself a big correction bolus, if I do anything like that, I will manually check. But that's just because I'm super neurotic about it. I, and I know that like, the point of it is that it, it should catch regardless. Like it should be trending in the right direction, regardless of the disparities between your numbers. But sometimes the cannula gets bent. Sometimes like, you know, something's wrong or it's I, too bloody. It I think happen. also if I like what it's telling me. You don't want to check. <laughs> I know. Like right now I'm 95 going straight, but like. You're I'm, likely, it, it's usually when you're really high that, well, maybe not even really high, but it's usually the higher numbers that there's a bigger disparity. So you likely are. 95 or it's just that I've I've said this so many times um but like also in season one so for anyone who is a newer listener I am very prone to witching hour drops as my mom calls it so at basically any within like an hour or two before I'm used to eating dinner um and that can be a sliding scale depending on like what my schedule has been like usually I eat between like I eat around like 6 30 let's say so anytime from like five-ish onward, I'm very prone to a drop, like to the point where I have adjusted my dog's walking schedule to make sure that I'm not like out and about in the world. Um, so I probably- used to be a real problem before. I mean, I'm sure it still is a problem, but you would have to work. stop. Yeah, you'd have to stop and manually check on the T sometimes. Um, that's Which the like, subway, I know for non-Bostonites in Boston, but now I'm thinking about it with like the germs. Like, oh my god, I can only imagine exactly. the amount of germs like floating around my fingertips as I'm like this delicately. This is the COVID world. People, okay, that's like we don't have to get into COVID at all on this episode because we're nearing the time where we should start wrapping up, anyways. But I will say that like that, I think that's an aspect that people that don't have a chronic illness or and or don't have like. OCD, to be quite frank, something that they don't always realize, like the chronic illness aspect of the COVID world is like, I am now thinking about where I want to prick my finger in areas where other people are. Um, I'm sure there is a lot. breathe on me and yeah. those germs travel to my fingertip. Like exactly. It probably doesn't make the most sense and it's, I'm sure not scientifically proven in any way, but like, it's something that I think about and I, you know, am an anxious human and I am like OCD about certain things. Like it's like, yes, this might just be, this is real. This is me, but it's still something that I never thought of before COVID. Like it's something that I'm factoring in now. So I'm sure having the CGM kind of, even though it's not like we're going anywhere fast these days, um, it's still like great to have that to lean back on. And if you don't feel like checking your blood sugar. Even just like at the food store and whatnot, yeah. because it's these new things that I've added in somewhat recently. I mean, I got vaccinated in May, but I don't know. 
I think because we are nearing the time that we want to wrap up, I think the note that I'll just personally end on here is that I feel more comfortable getting back into those daily activities that I wasn't doing pre-COVID, um, like going to the food store and whatnot, being able to pull out my phone and see what direction I'm heading in and like at least roughly about where I'm at because I'm at a point where I, I am trusting it. I think just because it's new, I, I haven't. You should ha- be. I trust mine a lot. But like, it's, I don't it's want because you to I haven't had an experience yet. Because the first couple of days, and again, this is a new user. The first couple of days, I was checking my fingers because I was like, I just don't know how accurate to expect this to be. And it was only like 10 or so off. That's great. But it is a good reminder that if the way that I'm feeling isn't matching up to check, um, like manually with the finger sticks, but I have loved the more information. I think I was scared of it before. Um, yeah. And you are you are going to see um, spikes like sometimes Should after do meals. The magic of the pre bolus too. Like that's been the biggest takeaway for me. Yeah, is the magic of the pre bolus. Now it waiting ten minutes. That spike doesn't happen nearly as often depending on what you're eating. It's wild. No, I love that. I love that. I love all of the tips. Um, but I've loved having it. So if anyone is considering getting it or has taken a break and not sure if they want to get back on, I am not scared of the more information. It just it should inform your next meal. There's nothing you can do to go back. You can correct for the next meal, but you can't correct your previous meal. Now I'm saying. Yeah, yeah you can. Well, what are you talking about? That oh, if, guess... you miss, if you miss dose and then you're yeah, dealing yeah, yeah. with a low hours later, Sorry. Yes, you can. (laughs) (laughs) That's what boluses are for. (laughs) I know. I just meant you can't. You can't change the injection you've already given. Exactly. You can't undo an injection you've already given yourself. Sorry. That was quite misleading. No, no, no. You're you're doing great. The language language is so technical. Sometimes I do forget the way that I use the word correct it doesn't always align. You're not wrong. I just wanted to you miscommunication. Or the meal that you already took in your next meal. But I just mean if you end up low or you end up high, while there are like this, you can't undo the past, but yes. you can. You can, you can factor take that steps. in. Yes. Factor and it into your next. You can factor it into your next. And, you know, you can have that as a learning moment and a takeaway like, okay, maybe this meal doesn't actually have 40 grams of carbs. Maybe it has 28 grams of carbs and five grams of protein to factor it like whatever you used you whatever you use mathematically whatever your factors are everything can be factored in and changed um and the cgm really kind of just shows you your body's semi real-time reactions um my final note is i don't want anyone to think that like i'm suggesting you finger prick constantly and not trust your cgm um, I just am a big believer in knowledge is power. And if anything feels off or you're get, second guessing something, um, it's better to do the good old finger prick than, and be safe than um, get into a little bit of a bind later on. So that's all I'm saying, um, which I think Dexcom and any CGM manufacturer would agree. They would rather you check. These things aren't foolproof, but they are extremely helpful and insightful if you have access to them. Oh, your if you want your final note was so much more articulate than my final note. This is not true. I love your final. <laughs> I love all of your notes. This might be the longest episode we've ever done. Um, I think we should have Christy on again very soon. I would love to have an intersection of you and Miriam finally all yeah, these years later. I got to check in with my 
pancreas gal pals. It's it's too much fun for me because frankly I don't have to do any of the work now. I just get to talk to my friends. So <laughs> it's it's a uh, it's not that much work. I'm just it's with the new jobs and COVID and moving and whatever everyone's doing. That's more work. Um, but it's never worth talking to my pals. So much love for everyone listening. I would definitely recommend following Christy on social media. She is at Alston Princess, even though she doesn't live in Alston anymore. Um, it's a lot of posts about my her dog. dog. And her dog is very <laughs> cute. So would recommend. Um, follow us on Instagram at pancreas underscore pals. Follow us on Facebook at pancreas pals PP. Slide into our DMs anywhere you choose. We love hearing from you guys. Hit us up via email at pancreaspals123 at gmail.com for any ideas, notes, comments. You just want to say, hey, what's up? We love hearing from you. And I don't know how many times I can say that, but it's true. Um, Miriam will be back next week. We'll have more new episodes and um, just, you know, Hope everyone has great shugs, a great rest of the summer. And if you have any questions about Christy's experience, feel free to reach out and we will connect you if she if she's willing to speak to you because Christy is a hot commodity, people. So we will we'll try to hook y'all up. You know that's not true because you texted me 15 minutes before we jumped on, like, you busy? And I'm like, of course not. You know I'm not. It's, it's literally a hurricane right now. I'm in New York. She's in Massachusetts. And yeah, we're, I'm I mean, just like, glad our connection wasn't interrupted. I mean, our weather's so okay here, but my mom said they're getting it's weather pretty, in New Jersey. So It's a pretty nasty out, but as a Floridian, as a former Floridian, this, is, this ain't nothing, um, as we'd say back home. All right, now I'm going to get a whole bunch of angry – messages for my horrible Florida accent. So thank you guys for listening. Um, Christy will be back and have a great rest of your week, everyone. Nice to talk to everyone. Bye. I'm waving. This is a podcast. (laughs) Bye. Bye.